All right, Ace. What's going on, brother? Hey, good morning from the other side of the country, my brother. Yes, yes. You're in Austin, I'm in Pennsylvania, and we're going to rock it out this morning, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Let's kick it off. Exactly. So welcome back to the Masculine Minute. Here is your host, uh, the Ultimate Warrior, Joshua Gillow, along with my co-host here, Ace Haggerty. And today, what we're going to be talking about is I've actually pulled a card out. I know what it is, and Ace does not. So he's been very good uh, about not trying to spoil the surprise. And I'm going to ask him this question. This is a deep question. And we're going to see what your response is. All right. So the question for today's Masculine Minute is, is there closure you never got to have? Closure. Yeah. Oh is there my closure that you never got to have? I would say, oh, that's a tough one. Because when you think of, when I think of closure, I think of past relationships, mm. things you either wanted to say or didn't want to say. I don't feel like there's been a time in my life that I haven't had closure. I know I've talked to you in the past about the passing of my parents mm -hmm. and both of them passed in different ways. My mother passed of breast cancer and the last few weeks of her life, um, she was too out of it on, um, painkillers and, and things like that morphine actually, because of all the pain that she was in. And so I did not get an opportunity to face to face talk to her at the end of her life. I did talk to her a lot. Uh, my brother and I took care of her in hospice. And for those of you who have not experienced hospice before, it's one of the most horrible things you can go through as a child of a parent. But I did get to talk to her while she was lying there. And I do wholly believe that her subconscious was listening. And for my father, I got to spend the last couple of weeks with him. Um, he was in a rehab center for uh, addiction. He had to Percocet that he got from back surgery. And he got off of that stuff for the last few weeks of his life. And that was incredible because I got to spend some time with him. If people don't know what Percocet does, it's also a, it's an opioid, I believe. And it helps with pain and things like that, but it also numbs you emotionally. So I grew up with a father who um, had that addiction at for a good chunk of my life. And so I never got to connect with him, but I did get to connect with him the last two weeks when he was off of that crap. And I won't take that back for the world. Now, one thing I would like to say, this might not be closure, but what I find myself falling, uh, I don't want to say the word, I hate the word victim. What I fall, see myself falling for is not closure, but not saying the things that I think I need to say. There's been a lot of times when I'm interacting with people mm -hmm. where my gut is telling me, step up for yourself or say this and I'll back away. I'll be fearful of confrontation. I won't want to rock the boat. And I feel like that more so I'm more guilty than anything else is that urge to even, even the good stuff to say, I love you, or I appreciate you and yeah. let people know how I truly feel. I feel like I've in the past, and this is something I'm working on, but in the past I have shied away or 
kind of cowered down or backed up when my gut is telling me something needs to be said. And it's not like a judgmental thing. It's just like there's this gut feeling of saying something and I've shied away from that. So I would say I'm, I'm more guilty of that rather than actual closure with people. That makes perfect sense. And how old are you when your parents passed? Ooh, I think I was 20, late twenties, 27 with my mother, 29 with my father. Yeah. Way too early for sure. Wow. I can't even imagine. I'm blessed to have both my parents still alive and with us. And I can't imagine what that's like at that age. So well, that, yeah, that that's the thing we go through our lives, not telling the people we love the most, we love them, not yeah. telling the people that we appreciate the most that we appreciate them, whether it's a coworker, a boss, an employee, a brother, sister, mother, father, yep. son or daughter. I feel like we assume we're always going to have time. We assume that they're always going to be there, but that's not always the case. No. And I can, I can relate this also to something a little more uh, lighthearted is, we, we talked about this the other day, my apprehension to talk to certain women that I come across in my day-to-day life, whether it be at the store or just somewhere. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, oh, or at the gym, right? Go to the gym every day. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll talk to her tomorrow. Yep. I'll talk to her tomorrow. Well, then she stops showing up to the gym yep. or I stop going to that gym. And then there's that opportunity lost. Mm-hmm. I feel like one thing that i'm going to be very sure to start doing is when i feel that push that that or actually it's not even a push it's a pull to do something or say something be courageous face that fear push through it and say the thing that needs to be said do the thing that needs to be done ask that girl out that i want to ask out all of those things and the crazy thing is it's all fear-based what I'm talking about is all fear-based. And when you push against it or you run from it, what if you had a lion and lion was your fear, not a literal lion, I'm talking figuratively, you run away from that lion, that lion's going to chase you. But if you go towards that lion, it's going to disappear. And that's what fear does is when you face your fears, you realize, holy crap, this ain't that bad. It was all in my head. Yep. I built this thing up to something way more than it should be. And so for me, closure never got, it's uh, the fear I allow to control my life rather than me taking control of my life and running towards that fear and facing that fear. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, this is definitely a deep question for sure. And you know, if, when I look at this question, I say, is there a closure you never got to have? The first thing that pops into mind is the, um, my grandfather passing. My grandfather, he lived directly behind us growing up. Um, my parents' property and his property were side by side. And I'll never forget it. He was probably, I don't remember the exact age, but probably late 60s, early 70s. He came down on a Sunday morning. We were chatting there at the house and normal, typical you know, Sunday. I was doing some work at the time. I was working in the office and he came down. I said, hi. And the next thing you know, he walked back up to the house, uh, to his house and fell flat on the ground dead had a massive heart attack and died right there. And, you know, he's, he was a truck driver. He was, uh, you know, a farmer by heart. He, he loved to go deer hunting. He loved to do all of those things. And the crazy part was 
that all those years, you know, that we spent right next to living right next to him, you know, I never really had a chance to tell him how I felt about how much of a role model he had been in my life. And, you know, he was always pap. He was just always there. He taught us how to run equipment. He taught us how to fix things. He taught us how to swear at things when we're fixing things. He taught us all kinds of amazing things. And, you know, I look back at it now, many, many, many years later, and I realized that, man, I wish I would just have one moment to be able to tell him thank you and that I love him for all that he taught throughout because that passing was not expected. I mean, it was a snap of a finger alive and dead. And while we all want to go that way, right? We don't want to go through a, a painful, um, you know, transition. He went fast, which is great, but we never really had the chance to have that closure. So if I have to go back and think about the closure, I'd go back and tell that man how much of, uh, of a, a model and an impact he had in my life. And to be able to do that would be amazing. And I know one day I'll have that opportunity. It just won't be hopefully very soon. But when God says it's time, it's time. So it's just the way it works. But as far as closure, that would be where I would be in that, that model. Because again, you're right. If we have the choice and closure to say the things that we are scared to say, you know, talking to a sibling or talking to a friend or talking to a, a child or whatever and saying, hey, you know what? I love you, brother. I love you, son. I love you. Like, don't, don't lose that opportunity because tomorrow is not a guarantee. Right. And to be able to go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. I've got a question for you. You said you, you had trouble voicing how you feel to your grandfather. Do you find that to be a theme with other male relationships you have in your life? It's a good question. Ace. Um, it is actually at times I find it sometimes I, I want to say it to my own father, you know, he's still alive. And, and when I, I go to, there's sometimes there's a bit of a holdback. It's not that I don't love him. I absolutely do. And I know he does me, but that's not been our dynamic throughout the days. You know, like with my sons grew up, like each day I tell him I love him before they go to bed and all that. My father, I've always known it, but it's not a word, you know, a phrase that's been said back and forth, um, you know, that way. But again, I always feel it. I just don't always hear it. So I'm, I'm in the process of changing that. I'm in the process of being purposeful in that and, and saying it more often. Even if it's not reciprocated, that's totally fine. I know he loves me. That's not even a question. Um, but this is, so it is it a pattern in my life. I think at certain points it is. I think it is a, a pattern. So now it's a matter of, of shifting that pattern, right? Saying, okay, well, if that's the case, that's what was, it doesn't mean that it has to always be that way. I can change that within my own kids and I can change that within the relationships, even if it feels a little awkward in the beginning. Right. Even if it feels a little awkward to be the first one that says, I love you, or if you go in for, you know, instead of a handshake, you go in for a hug, or if you get a half a hug to go for a little bit longer and hold on, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong at all with having that connection. So thank you for the question. It's uh it's definitely something that I'm working on in my life. Yeah. What do you think's holding you back? I guess the I don't know if there's if if I'm thinking anything that would be holding me back would be a fear that what if they don't reciprocate? What if I say it and they don't acknowledge it? Like there's some kind of like, I guess it's a fear of rejection, a deep-seated fear of rejection, if I have to be blue, you know, bluntly honest here. And not that I ever think in this case that my father ever would reject me. I, I have zero doubt that he would never do that. Or, you know, basically I know that he'd never do that. <laughs> Point is that with that being said, there's still, we, we as humans, especially as men, we have these deep-seated, uh, you know, fears. Right. So we like when it comes to uh, conflict, you mentioned that earlier about trying to stay away from either conflict or being rejected by women and all that. So you just kind of stay away from it. Right. It's it's all the same fear at the end of the day. It's a fear of rejection. We all have it in some level. Right. But to be mindful of it and to be able to acknowledge it for what it is, it's a fear. It's not who you are. 
It's simply a fear deep down in your soul. And once you realize that, like I realize now with this uh, situation, like we're talking about here about uh, making sure you say the things that are needed to be said, even if it's uncomfortable, that, that, that resistance that I'm pushing up against is the fear of rejection. And I know it even from loved ones, which I know would never reject me. That's the craziest part about the brain. Like I know they would never reject me, but deep down that is, if I have to push on a fear, that's what it is. And once you realize that ACE, you already know this, but listeners out there is once you realize that you can change that. You are the one in control of this video game. You call your life, right? You are the one that can go left or go right. That's up to you. If you want to change that, you stand up and change it today. You say, you know what? No more, because tomorrow's not a given. Tomorrow I might wake up. I might not wake up. Tomorrow my loved one might be here to say something. It might not, just like my grandfather. One day to the next, minute to the next, alive and dead. With that being the case, I've now made it my mission to not have that be my world. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if I feel that fear of rejection coming back, rejection coming back up, I still stop and say, no, my fear of regret is going to be much higher at the end if I stand there or sit there on my last breath and say, I wish I would have done this. That is not going to be on my list of things. So that fear is bigger than my fear of rejection. And it's becoming more and more purposeful in, in, in making sure that it is not my story. But the way we do that, is, especially as men, is to say, you know what? I see it for what it is, to your point, the lion, right? If I'm running from it, it's always chasing me. If I turn around and face it, there's a high chance that I can either defeat it or it'll run away, right? Or you're going to go in for one hell of a battle. And that is what we need to do. We need to turn around and face that lion, face that tiger, because you know what? It's not nearly as scary as we think it is. Our brain is incredible at making stories bigger than they truly are. And to sit back and be like, you know what? No, I got this. I'm not going to live that life. I'm going to model this for my children so they never have to live the pain that I'm living with. These kinds of things. That's the power we have. We can switch that any day. It's that fast. That fast you can switch it. I love that, man. And... I appreciate you saying that. So with that said, we always got to take these things and put them into actionable items. That's so right. for those of you listening, I don't know if you can tell I'm in a hotel room. It's it's a quad. Let's just say it's a quality hotel room I'm in right now. <laughs> Not so. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I'm here just for the day. I'm going to be flying back a red eye as you know, Joshua, because mm. we have our uh, men's event starting tomorrow. Yep. We'll be coming live from the men's event tomorrow morning, MMA, Mission Mindset Adventure, for all of those listening. But for today, I'm going to a mastermind. I'm doing a quick 24-hour turnaround. And one of the things about masterminds and meeting new people, having speakers, things like that, I tend to be a little introverted in group settings. Right. That's another one of the things that I usually fear as far as like i don't fear being around people but i fear speaking up and being my, myself especially when i'm in a room where i'm the dumbest person and i hope i'm the dumbest person but that's a different story for a different time yep. so my actionable item today since i'm only here for a short amount of time is to try not to try try means there's going to be failure uh the potential for failure i am going to talk to every single person i can as much as I can be myself and really just connect and network because that's what all this is about. I'm good at the learning part, so I'll continue to learn here from the speakers, but I'm going to talk to everybody I can as much as I can and maximize my time today. So that's my commitment for today. I How love it, you? dude. I know you're stepping into your fear in order to, to make that happen. And 
you know, we've talked extensively off air about, you know, getting into rooms where we are the kindergartners and everyone else has their MBA. Right. And, and that's, especially as, as, you know, achievers and all that, it's, it's tough to do that, to walk into those rooms and be there and be like, oh my goodness, I don't know half of what these people are even talking about. But you know what the crazy part is, Ace, and you're going to find this out. I know you already know this, but when you get down to it and you get into those rooms pretty soon, all those crazy words and terms and thoughts and strategies start to stick. And eventually, just like anything else, it's like a new language, you learn a word or two and five and 10 and 20 and 50 and 100 and pretty soon you can be dangerous, right? It's the same concept. It's just becoming uncomfortable again and constantly getting becoming that kindergartner again and sucking at something new right and that's that's what keeps that mind that neuroplasticity moving and that's what keeps everything growing so father i love that as far as my actionable steps today is to you know ace and i we're going to be you know working on a new business venture starting today and it's, it's into a brand new world for me and i'm super excited for it so it's a step out of the uncomfortable again and to keep pushing further and to learn and uh you know, to, to create in environments that I've never created in before and to be part of a team that uh, I know is going to be able to take it to the next level. But again, coming in, being the dumbest guy in the room and just working forward and growing and knowing that there's just one heck of a, a wild ride ahead is I'm excited for that. So for me, it's just putting myself out there to rock. It's incredible. And for those of you who are listening, ask yourself the question, is there closure you never got or someone that you want to talk to that you haven't talked to, maybe a father or a son or a brother or sister that you love, but you don't say I love you as much. So take the challenge, step up. What's closure or something you want to say to someone today that you've been putting off? Just go do it, say it, and your life is going to be forever changed. It will 100%. I'm telling you guys to absolutely take Ace's words and go and run with it today. Pick up the phone right after you're done here. Call your your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your friend, someone that you've always had on your heart to say, I love you too, and just do it. Just do it. You're going to feel this incredible, incredible release because you don't know that we have any more than this moment. You don't know if they're going to be here tomorrow. Don't live with regret. They're only words. Say them and they are just, they're like unlocking doors, man. It's like magic to do it. So do it. That's our challenge to you. And I want to thank everyone that's been watching here. We've had a lot of uh, people watching. And unfortunately, in this, this StreamYard uh, environment, it just tells us Facebook users, you know, as the name of the people who have been uh, commenting. So thank you to the person who said good morning and beautiful tribute and good morning, sir, and all the wonderful things that people are saying here. So thank you for, for that. I hope tomorrow we can actually see the names so I can acknowledge all these beautiful souls that are watching and, and uh, following along on our journey here because our journey here at Mission Mindset is to have the conversations that men don't typically have, right? To, that's why we have this deck of cards. And each day we pull out a new question and we go deep. And I think you can feel us, guys. I hope you can feel us because this isn't some bullshit that we're just trying to do to get some attention. That's not what it is. We know how many men feel like islands out there. We know how many men live their lives thinking they're the only, all their problems they own and there's just no way out. They're all unsolvable. And I, I have to tell you that I've learned the hard way that that is not true, that almost every one of your problems is solvable if you just start talking about it. And that's what our mission is here at uh, Masculine Minute is to just have a conversation authentically, pull out these deep cards, and hopefully, hopefully just one person watching, it strikes a chord with and they make a move in their life to make it even more powerful, more beautiful, more grateful, more fulfilling. That's our mission. That's why we do this. And it lights Ace and I up to be able to share in this way. So thank you each and every one of you for tuning in today. And thank you Ace for jumping in. I know we've got a bunch of good work to do today and you've got some great connections to make today as well. So thank you for jumping on and uh, everyone out there, go out there and live dangerously. Take that chance because you know what? 
you don't get a second chance. Go do it. Great pick. Thanks out.